1: I, I realise like, I'm the only, probably the only person in this room who thought this film was absolutely fantastic I enjoyed it um, but it, it had like a it had a Greek feel it had it had like one of those classic kind of like the, the fates rising people up to just to, to smash them down again and it was it, um, it was a comedy and it was a tragedy all at once mixed up together the fact you didn't like the characters I thought was the not appeal. that I
2: didn't like them
1: I hated them all. This is the
2: 79th
0: episode, and you're listening to the Flix Watcher podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher podcast. We're joined today by Ben. Hello. George. Hi. And Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about catfight.
2: Wow. Confine us on Twitter at FlixWatcher Pod, visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review.
0: And as we always say guys, all the films were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There was gonna be bad language, there's gonna be spoilers, and we hope you enjoy it. See you later.
2: Hello and welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Today, our guests are George and Ben. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell us a little bit more about your film, podcasts and Twitter accounts.
1: Hello, listeners. Thanks for having me on. uh, I'm Ben. I hold the account of At Top Film Tip on Twitter. Uh, Every day, I put out uh, snappy little synopses and uh, cool posters from the best films on British TV uh, in the morning and the evening. And a lot of uh, people not just in the UK, like to check it out and get some good ideas for new films. So for instance, today's film uh, Catfight would have the tip, obnoxious former friends' fates are ripped to ruins by their brutally furious feud, exquisitely astute social satire, Catfight.
3: Nice. And who are you? So I'm George. Um, I um, well, myself and my brother have the film podcast Retro Ramble. So uh, that's about the uh, the films that my me and my brother Charlie grew up with. Uh, so they are um, mainly blockbusters, cult classics from the 80s and 90s. But we um, we look at them in, in terms of why they beloved classics or do they still hold up to today some of them are still franchises that are still going um but we mainly just sort of uh, have a bit of fun and uh, and go through the films in a sort of light-hearted tone nice and you tend to kind of bring back a film based on
0: like a current film because you did like mission impossible Yes, yeah, that's right. So Mission Impossible 6
3: We've been keeping it uh, topical of late. so yeah, we did a Mission Impossible uh, special, which was Mission Impossible 1 and 2. Um, We also have done, this year we've done Jurassic Park because of Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Um, We did, um, well, Blade was actually to coincide with uh, the Avengers because it's the first successful Marvel Marvel. property, but obviously uh, ties in quite nicely with Black Panther as well. so. So you didn't fancy doing Howard the Duck? Oh, you said uh, successful.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> successful
3: and beloved. Uh, some
1: people love that film. Is Howard the Duck the one with the duck condom? I think I've only seen it once, and I never or want to see it again. I don't know about the duck condom. Possibly, it, it traumatized me as a child.
0: <laughs> um, ben, so you're you're kind of responsible for FlixWatcher coming together in, in a random, circuitous way. Am, I'm proud. I am. Yeah, it's like uh,
2: it's like your your audible baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, top field tip got the team together for the Shabbos Rollers film quiz which is where I met Helen well, the Bigger Boat film quiz Big, yeah sure Bigger Boat <laughs> film quiz which of which i film gave birth to
2: the film <laughs> there's a lot of birth going on yeah
0: gave birth to the Shabbos Rollers uh, quiz team which is captain by yourself
1: I, I like to think
0: so <laughs> <laughs> well everyone everyone thinks so <laughs>
1: yeah
0: Yeah, you're, you're captain and that's where I met Helen and thought let's make a film podcast together
2: <laughs> all those years ago <laughs> nice.
0: Um, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and that's why you come on so many times. <laughs> 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 no one else is allowed on more than more than twice. But you're a... wow, special, special treatment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much. Um, cool. So we're here talking about Catfight, which is your choice, Ben. Can you give us a uh, two minute synopsis and let us know
1: um, why you chose the film? Certainly. Um, this is a film. Uh, I I think like most films I spot, they tend to be on the the banner of IMDb. Uh, one day, and it just caught my imagination. It looked a bit different. I wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, and it it just blew me away. It's so fresh and original. And we'll get into all of that later on. The, ultimately, it's about two women who used to be friends, whose paths cross again. And it precipitates um, a really uh, horrendous fight uh, that then goes on. Uh, and the, it's like a Greek tragedy in a way. Uh, as the wheels of fate kind of raise them and ruin them, the rival women end up um, just destroying their own lives and each other's lives in, uh, in just an ongoing uh, incandescent rage uh, <laughs> over various various uh, points in the film. But they they meet, they have a fight. Uh, one woman uh, ends up comatose for a year, and when she wakes up, her life is in ruins, and she holds a grudge, obviously, against the, the first woman, uh, the artist... Um, Anne Hesh. Yep. And as uh, Anne Hesh's uh, fates come up on the rise, uh, Sandra O oh feels some sense of anger towards her and uh, tracks her down and beats the hell out of her. And then. She ends up in a coma for a year and when she wakes up you know her fates have uh, have ruined her changed yeah. and um, yeah and then it all winds up in um, a lovely happy ending tied up with a bow or, <laughs> or, me- or maybe or maybe not um, George, what are your thoughts on it? It's mental um,
3: yeah it's uh, I didn't know what to expect I'd I'd never heard of it when uh, when Ben suggested it so um, but I, I really enjoyed it I mean it is crazy but uh, yeah it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's really unusual. It's not the, it's not the sort of typical film that I would, uh, would go and see or would, would pick yeah. on Netflix, but yeah, I'm really glad I, uh, I watched it.
1: So how did you come across this in the first place then, Ben? Um, well, that's, uh, I think I spotted the, um, the trailer. I think it must've been when it was doing the festival circuit. Oh, okay. Kind of 2017 maybe. And then it, it came up on, uh, on Netflix. I was like, oh, that's the film I really wanted to watch a while ago. Um, and it, yeah. And it, it was, uh, not like anything I'd seen before. And, and from this film, the the director um, on a Turkel, an um, American director based in New York, um, I started tracking down some of his other films, um, that are, one of which is referenced in this film. And he does have a, a really nice style. I, I really started to appreciate his work. And it all kind of came back to this one. And I wanted to ask Helen, actually, um, a lot of this film reminded me quite a lot of... Uh, a, a kind of Woody Allen sort of a feel, like the, the New York, the satire, the the crazy New Yorkers and and the, the the knots they tie themselves all up in. So how did you feel now, Helen?
2: Well, it, it could have been a Woody Allen film, possibly, but extremely violent version of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, any fe- film that is set in New York, it's a bit like that. But a lot of the, the music was in there. Probably not quite as obnoxious characters that Woody would write. Oh, really?
0: You think these are less
3: obnoxious? Oh, they're pretty
0: obnoxious. Oh, they're more more obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting film, and I really like seeing Anne Hesh in a film. I mean, when did she last make a film?
0: Well, yeah, seven And Sandra Oh. And he's like, well, Sandra
2: Oh's yeah. been pretty prolific.
0: Has she? i just I obviously mm. I was Sideways, and then she was um, Grey's anatomy, an anatomy, yeah. And then which takes a
2: lot of time.
3: And then I don't know what else I've seen her in. I was yeah, I was uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, whatever happened to Anne Hesh? I mean, she was big in the sort of late nineties. There was she was in like Volcano, and what was that one with?
1: Hmm? Wasn't she in the remake of Psycho? Oh, well, she, she was. was, she, but
3: that was she, like... she was the 10 years ago. Yeah, still 10 years wasn't ago, wasn't um, it? But I was also surprised to see Alicia Silverstone as well. Mm. I was like, oh, I happened to her.
0: Well, she was last seen in Killing of a Sacred Deer, the Yorgos Lantern oh, must she... follow up oh, to is that, Lobster.
3: is that any good? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've I heard it's pretty brutal. Oh, it's, it's a fucking
0: dark film. It's, it's lots darker than this. I so. mean, I
3: thought the Lobster was pretty weird and pretty brutal ending. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of psyching myself up to watch. Killing of a sacred deer. You don't.
0: It's it's a good film. You would not yeah. need to psych yourself up uh, that much. But uh, carry on, Helen. Sorry.
2: sorry. Um. Yeah. Again, Alicia Silverstone is quite a, a nice pleasure to see her on screen. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't love it as much as you guys did. Unfortunately, um. It's kind of the first fight is really bizarre in that it's quite violent and unrelenting, and I felt then after that it kind of lacked a little bit of the momentum that the first fight had. And you kind of get a little bit where it's going. Um, but I think the main problem I had is that everyone in it is just so horrible. <laughs> and there's like, well, the only person who has like any kind of humanity, you're kind of meant to think is a little bit of an idiot anyway.
0: The um the, the artist the, assistant. Well, you've oh, also no. You've also got the maid. Well,
2: the maid yeah. is is the one, but because she kind of laughs at the farting guy. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of meant to see her as and bit she of buys like a, into a, a, a the dumb. government propaganda yeah. on the TV. Mm. Mm. And I don't know. I just think the world is so horrible that I want to watch some nice things in a film. <laughs>
0: Don't go and see Killing of a Sacred Deer then. Probably not. Probably rip your heart out. Will it kill me? How about me? I've seen Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's a good film. Um my my thoughts on this. I really wanted to like it. Um and I didn't. And I think there's a few reasons. One, because there was no I couldn't get behind either Sandro or Anne Hesh's character. Just at the start, I like I really liked that first fight actually. I thought it was really good, really cool kind of fight. Um I didn't like the way it started because I, I tend to think fights in films or in general, uh, being a bouncer, I've seen a lot of fights and most of them, are 99% of them are stupid. And um, it was actually a realistic fights in terms of the blood that comes out and what would happen if you hit people in the right way. So I was actually quite, yeah, this is actually a, an interesting fight. But then the subsequent fights were, they were like for me, like the family guy chasing the chasing the, the giant cockerel.
3: Yeah, I, well, I had it, it, it uh, reminded, shades. definitely the, the last fight. Uh it's going back a bit, but it reminded me of a sketch off the Fast Show. There's like the long, big punch-up or something <laughs> where the guys are just repeatedly like they're getting more and more tired, and they're like pummeling away. Yeah. It's, it's just one long fight scene as a whole film. Um, so yeah, I think the fights. Well, I'm assuming it's an intentional thing that they get more and more ridiculous
0: as they as they as yeah. they go on. Um, and I didn't. One thing I didn't like as well is the way that they both go into a coma in a way. I was just like. I feel I feel I'm gonna be the one doing
1: the defending today. Oh
0: god, please do, please do. Um I re- I really wanted to like it, but I just didn't I didn't love it. And I think with this kind of film you have to like buy into a hook, line, and sinker. Um when you had the role revert, when uh, Sandra O oh was in the coma and there's that role reversal, you thought Anne Hesh was the kind of sympathetic character that you can get behind, but then she turns into the proper douchebag and then you're like well, what's going on? Who am I supposed to like, root for in this film? You're, you're supposed to root for nobody because they're both horrible, horrible people.
3: But then it becomes hard to... No, in, you root, root in, for uh, Titus of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, there's Titus of <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. you got
0: the maid and you've got um, the lady with the blue headphones who wrote re- the blue... Yeah, blue but, blue but none of Kazoozie. these
2: people, are, you don't want to get behind any of them. They're
3: not rounded characters, are
0: they?
2: The, no. only, the only person you get behind dies. Spoiler.
3: Who's that? Her son. Oh, right.
2: The artist's son.
3: Wait, well, yeah, I, I think I, I started out at the start, like Alicia Silverstone's character seems like the caring, motherly type, like the the yin to Anne Hesh's yang. But then there's that she's baby mental. shower scene yeah. where she's horrible. No. And I was just like, oh my God. And I don't know if that's that's what the director at uh, Turkle's going for, saying that, you know, that everyone's nasty. But there does seem to be some redeeming characters. But yeah, i say they're Who? not. Well, we've talked about the, the maid, the 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 bunny girl um,
2: she's horrible and- as well the bunny girl yeah. well no thought, that, that's that what I that was going
1: to ask well that's what I was going to ask is that a dream sequence it is she cuts out I I well, well we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit yeah. so I think I should go back and um and put on my defenders gear and um and and jump into this one um f- <laughs> this film this film struck me as uh, less um the about the the plot in the sense of the things that are happening and mm. more about what that all means, what it's all about. And yes, you have these very kind of uh, hyperbolic, uh, larger than life, horrendously awful characters who are not likable. But there's plenty of films and plenty of stories about likable protagonists. Um, it is different to have a film where you have two main characters, neither of whom you actually like. Uh, on top of that, you have the, the fact that they're both women. There's basically no male character of significance in this film whatsoever um you just have the two women and their they're kind of peripheral friends or or wives
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and the, so there's there's no men involved in this very violent film about vengeance and hatred and holding a few uh, and and a feud and holding a grudge um it, there's lots of interesting things there i can't think of another film about uh, two women who's mutual hatred for each other, uh, is so just brilliant and bright and, and, and drives them to such awful ends as this. I can think of lots and lots of films about feuds where it's like two families and the dads don't get along next door to each other or Mm. two, you know, two enemies in some big spy movie or whatever, but there's, there's no films about women getting into a physically violent feud with each other. Um, what it all comes around to in the end is. Uh, it, it's an obsession between these two women they're obsessed with each other they they hate each other but really do they just hate themselves they're they're awful people as you say they have lost everything at one at one point in the film or another um they've done things they deeply regret in their own lives um they have each profited from war in their own way um and ultimately they cannot bring themselves to to sort themselves out so they they, um, what's the psychological term, project it, they project it onto each other and they take their their fury and vengeance they have for themselves out on each other. So they are, yes, they are horrible people, uh, but I find that whole concept interesting.
3: But could you not argue that Sandra O's character is it? Veronica, um, she is sort of, her character changes towards the end of the film, that she sort of accepts the, the hand that she's been dealt, she's sort of uh, mellows out a bit and fair enough she's clinging on to that sort of last evidence of her last life the one thing that she loved which was her son and on that videotape but she doesn't seem as you know she's accepted that she isn't that sort of socialite anymore she doesn't have lots of money she's just accepting she's quite happy i think she even says she's quite happy living in the in the woods now would you not say her characters change slightly
1: uh yes right until the moment that anhesh turns up
3: and ruins everything uh
1: well yeah they ruin it for each other i think the quote there um, is some oh no, it's in the art gallery after the art, just before the hammer fight with the uh, breeze blocks. Um, some people just need to get their ass kicked. Uh, they they really really hate each other, and, and if that involves rolling around in the woods, just braining each other with rocks, um, then that to them is more important than actually facing their problems. So with the first fight, this is one kind of sticking point I have because after
0: Sandra has been comatose, lost her family, literally lost her family, lost all the money, lost the wealth. I can see why that's a reason to go absolutely apeshit ballistic on one one person. But the first fight, even though I think it is the, is the best and most realistic fight in the story, happens because they haven't met for a while. Sandra O's drunk, and her husband's kind of like said, Look, you need to go home. You need to. Like, you're embarrassing to sort of, me. Yeah, you're embarrassing me. And that's a bit of a dick move from the husband. Um,
2: but the fight but itself the, is completely accidental yeah, because it's not, had she not gone through the door, they both would have left.
0: Yeah. So and it's and it starts off kind of slight and then went into something at which which then rocket launched catalyzed the rest of the film. So it's still going back to that kind of first basement. i like, why is this happening and why?
3: Well, that's why? the thing. It doesn't really. It leaves it quite ambiguous in terms of their their feud. That she just says, "Oh, I I dropped you as a friend when I found out you were gay." Yeah, but is. It sort of is the subject saying that she made a passada and she rejected her is there some sort of you know why does there's there's a lot of seething resentment from both sides that's been building away and yeah they didn't properly explain why um there seems like there's something else there as well
0: and i don't think the fact that the two female characters feuding is uh a way to for me it's not a defense of the story and I know it's not two female characters, but two protagonists in the film which you don't like was, was Whiplash. Where you just you didn't like the main two guys, but still the film was like compelling and dr- and drove you forward. I know that I know that two, I know they're not two women, um, but I'm sure if, if there's there's no reason why there couldn't have been two female characters in Whiplash, and the story for me would still be like two people fighting against each other. Um, so I don't think you need to have it. Just need it. Just didn't have the kind of thing that drove got me interested, and I really really did want to like it. Um, so I apologise.
3: <laughs> I mean, with that, that first fight, it is, it's really shocking, even though you sort of... Even I, it's a sort of a rarity for me to go into a film without seeing a trailer of it or yeah. any sort of promotional. Sales. I, I just knew it was, you know, from that title. And I saw, you know, the, the cover. That's all I knew about the film. But So I was quite shocked when the first fight happens because it pretty much does sort of explode. The sound effects are really ramped up. And as you say, Kobe, it's it's really violent. There's a lot of blood, and the camera lingers on it. Like there's a, I think the the like Anne Hesh after she's beaten up Sandro, she walks off, and the camera lingers on like Sandro trying to mm. pick herself up for quite a long time. And it's, it, I imagine it can go either way because it's not sort of oh happy go lucky sort of comic. It's actually quite even though it's quite slapstick, it's quite graphic at the same time. So it does seem a bit. I imagine why it would put off some people.
1: It's not It's not the um, actual violence that makes a film seem violent. It's the the, the result of the violence. So you watch a film like um, Home Alone.
2: Um, oh, God. He'd, he'd be, horrendous. He, he yeah. would have murdered people uh, ten but, times over.
1: But because they get up afterwards, and they've got a funny red mark on their face mm. where the iron burnt them. Um, it's all it's all fun and games. But if you actually do linger afterwards and show the blood pouring the out. And the, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's why I say that's why I really like that. I did actually dig that first fight in it a way. felt
2: like they were actually having a fight yeah. which the subsequent fights get silly didn't <laughs> quite have that same impact or shock value uh,
0: we had quite a few cameo people which is always nice to have in the in films uh, Titus Andromedon uh, that was a nice spot Titus Burgess I, yeah. um, I can't remember off the top of my head but there's a few like um, um, Sandro's husband is in quite a few TV shows like California Californication and things like that and, and do- the,
2: the Dr. Te- Taub from House
3: yep and the, the the guy that's the um, the late night show host, what's he called? Craig something. He's, um, I forget his name now. He's in the long kiss goodnight, but I, I don't know what else, but I think he's quite a, a famous American comedian. Um, so it's um, I, for me, this kind of felt a bit
0: like a first film. And that's why one of the questions I asked, I, I generally didn't know anything about the director. Um, so I thought for me, it's like an early film, like the first, what was the first Wes Anderson film before? Bottle yeah. so i thought it had that kind of vibe about it where that i could
1: see kind of where they're going and it's definitely like i'd love to see what what they produce I think afterwards like his seventh or eighth um film he's made another one um i really enjoyed called applesauce uh about um an infidelity uh that kind of spirals out of control between um two couples um in new york it's got um the Ariel Cavusi's in that one yeah. as well. And there's a series of people. It's actually on the back of the arts magazine that Michelle O steals when she's she's uh, she's come down from our ivory tower and she's got to clean hotel rooms because mm. she's lost everything. Um, and she sees Anne, uh, Anne Hesh's artist character on the front of this art magazine and steals it. But as she's looking through, the back page is an advert for applesauce. Apple
3: Source. But is this his biggest film, would you say, in terms of the 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 act- actors in it and the right reception it got um i
1: i'm I don't know how it how it all did at the box office i know it um, premiered at toronto mm. film festival so i guess it's um you know it's got some big names on top but
2: i would wonder how how it was marketed because it's kind of a bizarre film to have to try and market to anyone because it's not exactly your usual film female audience that would yeah probably flock to this in terms of it being obviously Quite violent in places.
1: Um, can I ask, uh, Helen and Kobe? Apart from that fight, yeah, was there anything in the film you enjoyed or felt was a little bit original or of interest? Um, apart from the
0: first fight, no. I mean the the stuff of the up until that first fight. I was like I said, I was really enjoying the like the argument with Sandro and Veronica and her husband, and that you could all, you could see that. I wanted that kind of storyline to play out a bit more you know in a way that he sees maybe she's got a drinking problem the way she's interacting with her husband and her, and her son i thought that was a really interesting dynamic which props part of the reason why i was kind of like oh no it's not They've, those guys are gone so suddenly she wakes up from a coma those guys are gone um and i really liked ariel Kavusi. so tell me about the fantasy sequence because i i thought that, that was one of my favorite part of the film further downstream was that she turns around to um, Anne Hesh and says, no, I'm, I'm loving this. This is, this is exactly so, what yeah, I want. Just
1: a, a little bit of context. I, I kind of whizzed through the uh, synopsis at the beginning. Yeah. So Anne Hesh is um, a very uh, self-important, um, arrogant artist who, um, once a new American war in the Middle East begins, she starts making kind of protest art. And it, even before she's successful, she's kind of beaten down on, on Ariel. Uh, yeah so she she takes all her 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 vengeance and frustration out on her artist assistant who's this tiny petite little uh uh woman um Ariel Cavusi. she's got some i think she does some stand up and yeah. acting and directing herself um and she takes all her vengeance out on on her um she's making these comics about happy little bunnies and as the war begins uh, people start buying all this um, all this art that Anne Hesh is doing. I remember writing down um, it's I think she sells a she sells a picture of a decapitated sperm for five thousand pounds <laughs> five thousand dollars, which I thought was very amusing. And um, so she's effectively profiting from the war because people are buying her anti-war art. Um, then when she then um, gets beaten up uh, a second time. Uh, with by Sandra O. Oh. she ends up comatose, wakes up, she's um, lost her baby, um, her wife has moved on, mm. and she's no longer the talk of the town. And she goes to stay with um, her previous art um, this art assistant, assistant um, whose little bunny comics are now uh, going to get made into a Hollywood film, either by David Lynch or Ron Howard. Um, Very odd choice of directors. <laughs> Very diverse. Just I, I can just imagine the. Um, the Ron Howard version being. I want like to see the them both both versions, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a scene where she uh, she she thanks Ariel Cabusi and says, "You know, um, I was so awful to you. I've I've been terrible. You know, I, I realize I'm such a bitch. Can you know, thanks for looking after me." And she's like, "Oh, I'm not doing this to look after you. I'm look, I'm doing this because I really just enjoy watching you suffer." Mm-hmm. Um, but then it cut the the scene cuts away in such a way that it suggests that it was um, a, a sort of. Uh, a daydream, dream yeah, a daydream. She,
3: she sort of st- suddenly starts up on the sofa, doesn't she? I, I sort of question that. I put it in my notes, thinking, has she just woken up? Is that supposed to be a dream sequence? But it's quite, I suppose, it's ambiguous.
1: But again, the, the, that relationship with the with the artist, um, where Anne Hesh is just just venting her fury and jealousy, and there's this whole thing. Oh, you can't use blue, you know, blue's a terrible color. And mm. then um, eventually, she starts using blue herself, and then decides comes up with another reason why it's a good color to use. Um, just uh to me shows how she's she's so cut up and and self-hating inside but she can't bring herself to to solve herself to fix herself and she has to let it out on other people and when she crossed paths with Sandra O, who's similarly minded who's just a very sort of vacuous shallow person who's who's dropped out of college to be a trophy wife and um when her life falls to bits she can't deal with it either and she just focuses all her her rage on the person she thinks is responsible um she can't take responsibility for herself so one thing I, you just reminded about when you, when you
0: talk about errol and I fancy was that the second fight and hesh's character they've just found out they're, they're pregnant her and alicia Silverstone's character are pregnant um and that was a hard that was a really hard pill to sw- swallow for me Why on earth would you get? She Sandro came in, trashed her gallery opening, her her, uh, opening night of a gallery, really successful, selling all these paintings. Sandro comes in, smashes one painting, and runs off. She grabs, she grabs the painting that is of her. There's a painting. I I know.
1: The, the you is, if you were a
2: normal person you would go well we got off lightly yeah let's let, let her sort let's off. let's lock her out her and butt. let her run out into the night because i'm pregnant and i need to protect myself exactly. not end up in a coma for two years and lose the baby
0: so the fight the fact that she instigates not instigated but she was willingly participant in this fight when she was pregnant and they'd been trying for a long time as it's kind of laid out in the film
1: just for me it just lost a lot of kind of empathy for her you didn't you didn't click on that one she didn't want the baby she, yeah, but she did. She watched. She... So that's even less of a
0: reason to like her. Then. Exactly. So there's, there's,
2: there's nothing, that, yeah. so none of these characters have any kind of journey where there's any kind of redemption. Mm. And there's also no real reason why they they go through anything they go through either, other than the fact that they seem propelled to Self-destruct. go through various stages where they just fight each other.
3: <laughs> it's one
0: Which thing. brings it back to WWE stroke, um, family guy punching the chicken for five minutes
3: well the other thing I thought that was a bit um towards the end it was um a bit of I don't know if it's like lazy writing but the whole sort of the link that Anne Hesch managed to find Sandra O oh was because the it, yeah it was that was a bus ticket that had been left in her memory box I just thought why would that end up that was had been dropped during the fight in the gallery and how did that it just and then even from a bus ticket she can find out sandro's exact well, location the bus
2: ticket was in a box of memories
3: but why did it end up in that box of memories got dropped in the fight in the in the yard but they it? automatically it's the assumed yard. it's an hash and so they must have just put it in with her Yeah, things. i just thought i was a bit of a, a, a <laughs> jump
1: <laughs> it was it's it, it to i i realized i realize, like, i'm the only, probably the only person in this room who thought this film was absolutely fantastic i enjoyed and, it um but... but it it had like a bit it had a greek feel it had it had like one of those classic kind of like the the fates rising people up just to to smashed them down again and it was it it was a comedy and it was a tragedy all at once mixed up together the fact you didn't like the characters I thought was the Not that I didn't
2: like them I hated them all (laughs) (laughs) so I think I think I think sometimes that if you have if you don't root for a character in some way then it's kind of hard to get behind the film Mm. in any kind of way Um, I don't know maybe if I was younger if I was still if I was Still studying film and a bit younger, and you know, when I used to watch Lars von Trier films so and things like so that, when, when, you, I when you didn't feel the need pain. to
1: watch
0: your, your life ticking away.
1: Yeah, a, there's a really interesting um parallel there that I hadn't considered, but you know, if you, you think about say like Nymphomaniac,
2: which I haven't seen because I've got better things to do than watch, yeah,
1: three, three hours well,
2: or six hours, over long it is. there
1: are a lot of really horrible people in that film, and um, that still found a market and it's still. It did. Got awards and people still watch it. I think. I, I think the first one's excellent. And the second one's terrible. But um, you know, there are there are a lot of films out there about awful mm. people.
0: Oh, there are, but again, there has to be some something compelling about it. I mean, um, inside Llewellyn Lewin, Lewin Davis. Llewellyn Davis. Yeah. Um, he's not the most like likable person at all, but it's he's not still like
2: Venus got cat in it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cat's cat in
0: there. Was cat? It's called cat fight.
2: But he he understands that he's a dick. Yeah. And not everyone in the film is a dick in that film. True. And there's singing in it.
0: (coughs) And there's Adam Driver singing, Please, Mr. Spaceman, whatever it's called. Anyway, that's Uh, a different film.
2: Right. Also, I I think it always really annoys me as well in films where art and artists are kind of used as the joke. And it's like, oh, you know, temperamental artists and artists throwing hissy fits. I just think not all artists are like that.
1: As a scientist... um, I, I find the you same love it. thing you love it. I find the same thing when I see the evil scientists doing a uh, doing Not bad, all bidding or bad science doing evil schemes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time Most they don't really know their science very well. Uh, even in Mission Possible 6 I got very frustrated with the uh, nuclear physics. The nuclear no spoilers. physics. Um yeah we're, making
0: we're, no we can sense. spoil Catfight but you but can't spoil spoiling. other films. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I think 6. guys let's uh let's head to the scores.
2: This is the patented FlixWatcher scoring system.
0: One they will be patented.
2: All the scores are out of five, and you can go to a decimal place if you would like to. And the first up is the recommendability, and we will go to you, Ben, because it's your choice.
1: Um, well, I, I feel bad for having recommended this film to you guys. Uh, I, I thought it's, I thought it's great. Um, I would, uh, I would recommend it to to people. I, I thought would be interested in a in a kind of indie film about two women uh, beating the shit out of each other over a period of um, uh, to 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 vent their their personal frustrations and and avoid actually solving their own personal crises. Um, okay, I, th- I think I'm just put gonna a
2: have number to, on that.
1: I think I'm going to have to go with a um, qualified three. Qualified
0: three. Okay. I thought
2: that'd be much higher. I thought
0: it'd be much higher because we find sometimes people. Play defensively when they yeah. can sense the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I normally do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to protect their film. So um, three, George. I've and by for... the way, you can have as many decimal places as you want.
3: Um, I've just gone for a, a fully rounded two. Um, I think it's very bizarre. Um, it's definitely not for everybody. But um, yeah, I think there might be, as, as Ben says, I think there's. it's quite funny. And I think to... Somebody that's after something a little bit different, uh, a little bit outrageous, then you know some film film lovers might might like it. So yeah, two from me, two. Um, Helen,
2: well, these are really going to th- blow the scores out. So I was going to give it a three.
0: <laughs> so was I. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> I mean, um, I didn't hate it. I mean, I hated all the characters, but I didn't. It's you know, it's not by far the worst film that we've had, mm. and it is kind of interesting. And up until. Sort of, they get to the second fight. I was kind of with it, but after the second fight, I lost a little bit of its kind of the novelty of it wears off a little bit. But um, was I it think the hammers, I don't know. I it was just a bit predictable. You could kind of see it's where it was the second going to happen. And she's going go yeah. to go home
0: and then it's going to come back. And it's like,
2: and I I did like, I thought the the whole war thing was kind of interesting, but we didn't really get into that as much as that would have made it maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I just thought there was a lot going on, but none of it was particularly explored mm. particularly well, but there will be people who quite enjoy it. So yeah, three. Well, did it's you, interesting.
3: Did you notice the uh, the outcome of the Middle Eastern war that they, they brought peace to the Middle East and they also brought them Netflix, apparently? It's, <laughs> is it one of the lines? It's like, they, they now have Netflix in the Middle East. So <laughs> I thought that was an interesting point. So
0: I too, yeah, for some reasons yourself, Helen, I was coming here with a three. Yeah. Um, in my back pocket and that's what I'm going to produce now Um, I'm very surprised that you say it's fantastic and yeah you've given it a three Ben so I've got to ask what do you what would you class as a
1: 3.1 film to five? what what, what
2: do you like more than this
1: wow again this isn't uh, how much I enjoyed the film this is how much I'd recommend it to people Okay. okay so my own personal enjoyment I recommend this film to myself a five. <laughs> um, I will happily come back and watch it again. And indeed, last night I've got a friend visiting and yeah. I chucked it on and we just watched that first fight scene and um, and he thought it was fantastic. So um, I felt quite happy recommending it to my friend while we were drinking rum and cracking cracking and crackin with, uh, with tonka beans. Now I'm, I'm, I'm spicing my own rum these days. Oh, nice. Interesting. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm not even a hipster. <laughs> um, but yes but to other people I, I feel I've learned I'm, I'm getting feedback I'm learning from, sure. from others that perhaps my tastes don't always translate to others Helen and Co um, cool oh, yeah because I, I like to consider
0: other people before I give the recommendation Helen just gives my times out, <laughs> out willy nilly so you'll like this even though
2: yeah so likewise I didn't really like this but I'm, it's kind of interesting I did really like seeing Anne Hesh in a film and Sandra yeah. oh, I liked seeing that I think it didn't it didn't live up to its sort of yeah. strong opening first yeah. act. I think you're right.
0: Um repeat viewing score.
1: Ben. Um well how, this, many, how many times have you seen it? Uh, this was the second time. Okay. Um I watched it it'd been a it'd probably been over a year since the first time. Um and yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd forgotten quite a lot of the details with like the happy bunnies comic and the um some of the the grotesque artworks and um and the just the the level of ridiculously over the top uh violence, um which is I, I really enjoyed so uh, re, uh repeat for me, for me i think uh i'd go with a, a a four it'd be something i'd like to come back to um in the future and watch periodically but it's not going to be um you know something i you know i watch uh, every year for instance george
3: uh well it's it's a short film and it's comedy so i've said um I've given it three out, uh, three and a half out of five. Is it that
0: short?
3: It's only an no, hour, hour and a half, half. Yeah. Okay. If, if that, I think. Um, and I imagine, like, as, as you say, Ben, I think there's there's a lot of detail in there and there might be more things to pick up on repeat viewings. But saying that, I'm not sure how quickly I'll rush back to, to watch it again. Helen?
2: Um, I'll give it a one. I mean, never say never, um, but I'm not likely to rush back to this one.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a one and a half, I reckon, for similar kind of reasons. Might watch it again if I come in and it's on, and I'd probably watch it up to the first fight and then duck out. Fair enough. Uh, small
1: screen score, Ben. Um, yeah, I was interested. I was I was uh, listening to some of your podcasts recently just to get back into the swing of things, and I noticed that there was one comment someone made about how um, the the small screen score they they took into effect the um, the fact that it costs a fortune to go to the cinema in London, and you know, hmm. is it worth it's basically like, like quid.
2: 20 quid yeah mm-hmm.
1: is this film um, worth 20 pounds so uh on the on the basis that like it it, it was absolutely fine on my tv um thoroughly enjoyed it. it you know i didn't lose anything um but then i was thinking about the prince charles cinema and f- this film has all the makings of a cult classic you know like you know like the room for instance right there are people <laughs> who love that film and there are people have you seen who love it the room yet film. um i haven't seen it um, but from what I understand, it's really divisive. And some people, it's kind of a so bad, it's good thing. And some people, it's like, it's just so bad, it's bad. I wouldn't spend money on it. Um, but what I was thinking is watching this film, and I could really see this being like an event night at the somewhere like uh, the Prince Charles. Um, so I would like to... I don't think being on the big screen would make a great deal of difference. But I think seeing it with an audience of like-minded people who also enjoyed the film... Um, i think would really bring um kind of a verve and vigor to the experience so uh, i'd go with a sort of a, a 3.5 all right
3: george uh i watched it on my my little ipad my ipad mini uh without any complaints is that um,
0: the same ipad you're uh, you made your diligent notes on
3: it is indeed okay, they're the very same thank you um so yeah i um yeah i mean it's it's a it's a comedy and so it doesn't really You know, require a a big screen. And, but saying that, you know, uh, I think Ben has a good point. I think it's, you probably could get more out of it sat around with your mates with a few drinks. If they all liked it. Well, I think drinking would would generally help with that, but uh, with the absurdness of it. Uh, But yeah, so I've, uh, yeah, uh, uh, four for me. Four. Helen?
2: I'm also going to go for a four.
0: And what, in what case?
2: Um that do you think it's- I would feel very cheated if I'd spent a London amount of money on this. Um and I mean the, I'm not sure whether I want to see women punching each other in their faces in a quite graphic, violent way on the big screen. I don't yeah, I don't feel right for that. It's a
0: leash for everything. Yeah, I don't I don't feel the need to distinguish whether it's man or woman fighting. But I think it's I think it's a good. I do think the first one's a good fight. I really yeah, do.
2: It was a good fight, but I don't want to uh, see it any bigger than my TV. <laughs> I'm all right, thanks.
0: Um, I'm going to go for five here. Um, if I had seen this in the cinema, I would have been pissed off. Oh. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got an unlimited card. I know. I know. I know. I've seen some detritus in the cinema. <laughs> um, but it does make it free at least. From, well, not free, but I don't have to pay extra to go see the film. It films.
3: feels free. Yeah,
0: it feels free. Um, engagement score,
1: Ben? I'm going to give it a five for this one. Uh, I know I'm in the in the past I've been quite willy-nilly with my fives, um, but this one I think it does personally um, deserve that. I didn't get bored. I didn't really feel the need to look at my phone. It's the second time I've seen the film, um, and I was wholly engaged with the reprehensible, <laughs> abhorrent, awful uh characters that um inhabit this horrendously vicious world that the director had created
2: New York <laughs>
1: George um I
3: um I've gone for three and a half, three point five. 3.5 um I think the three act structure means you could watch it in verse or you could pick it pick it up halfway through um and again the, the short run time keeps you engaged as well it? <laughs> sort of ha- having you sort of checking my phone like oh it'll be over soon I can check my phone then so three point five. Helen. Yeah, three
2: point five. I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna go a three I did after the kind of second coma, I was kind of waiting for it to wrap itself up a little bit. And I, I didn't get that the um the Sally character was potentially that was a fantasy bit. So obviously wasn't playing that much. Maybe, maybe you
3: should go back and watch it again. All
2: right.
0: The Sally character, Ariel could see
3: the oh, art okay. uh, system.
2: She was called Sally.
0: Um I'm going to go for 1.3. Oh, that's a low first. one from you. Yeah, 1.3 because yeah, it just took a nose dive. I think after, yeah, it was the second fight that really just lost me and I think the pregnancy thing just got me angry. Uh so you just reminded me of that and I was just I was just kind of thinking this is dumb. Um and then the
1: third the
0: the the instigator behind the third fight was even dumber I thought
1: that's really interesting I, I i really enjoyed the parallels that were being drawn there and and i just got the image of people kind of just rising and falling on the wheels of fate and and it's been just ruining themselves and each other and i just you yeah, know i can't think of many films that are about people just destroying themselves by destroying somebody else whiplash um <laughs> overall
0: guys uh despite the kind of tone in the room we've got 3.1 which yeah, is it's kind
2: of like the recommendability score really isn't yeah.
0: it i'm, I'm surprised <laughs> but i think where we this is how our scoring works with things like the small screen score boosted it up a bit yeah. these things can boost it up um but i think it's a passable film um if someone said if someone said i've seen a trailer for catfights it seems all right what do you reckon i'll say oh if you like the trailer go ahead son um but I wouldn't pick it out of my pocket. as People often ask me now, what's what's on Netflix? Which kind of results in me kind of going, I don't know. Okay. But it wouldn't be, catf- be catfight that it comes to the tip of my tongue. And that, Ben, George, can you tell us where you come from online and how we can find you? And we'll link to you in the show notes.
1: Thanks very much, guys. Uh, my name is Ben and you can follow my Twitter account on Twitter at... <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. You can follow me on Twitter at Top Film Tip.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I can be found my um, I'm, I myself. I'm on Twitter at George McGee, um, and uh, Retro Ramble is at Retro Ramble blog, and uh, we're also on Facebook and on all podcast uh, download systems as well.
0: Podcast download systems.
1: All right. Cheers. For Thanks in, guys. for coming on. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: thanks
0: guys for listening to Flixwatcher Podcast um, please do come and find us online, we're on Twitter at Pod. come and visit our website Flixwatcher.tv thank you so much to our fantastic editor Brendan Russell for his fantastic editing skills of course and to Mighty People for the tunes you can hear right now